welcome back to the Mindsetting Podcast and Conscious Conversations. Hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to the Mindsetting Podcast. I'm your host, Paulo. With me, I have David. Hola! <laughs> And then we have a special guest. Would you like to introduce Everybody's yourself? special, Pablo. Exactly. Everybody's That's special. That's why I say it. We have to say it. I know. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, I'm Frankie. I'm really glad to be on tonight. Awesome. And today we brought Frankie into the studio because I am just really so impressed with your transformation. My sick gains. Yeah, your sick and fucking losses. gains oh, and losses. Gains and losses, yes. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about the what you have gone through over this. How long has it been? So you've been doing this work on yourself for what? like? Uh, I would say about five and a half years. Five um, and a half years. I, I was in a relationship that was really unfulfilling for me. And I had two kids, and I'm like, who's going to take care of my kids? I need to take charge of my health and stop acting like it's not my responsibility. So um, I actually just decided what I was going to do is take better care of myself. Um, I feel like we're really inundated with a lot of, like, body positivity, fat positivity. And so there was a lot of, like, media and stuff like that telling me, like, being a big girl is fine. Being plus size is beautiful, you know. This is, you know, you can be health at every size, etc. And I was like, yeah, like, I'm fine with the way I look. Like, if you go back on my social media, like, I'm in a bikini on my Instagram at, like, 300 pounds. Like, completely just, like, yeah, owning it, that's me. But, like, I couldn't tie my shoes. I was constantly, like, looking at chairs to see if they would be able to hold my weight. Um, it was really difficult to find clothes that fit, and I couldn't run after my kids or anything mm-hmm. and even help them with their shoes at times. And I was like, you know, I've got to do something, and no one else can save me. It's got to be me. Yeah. So um, what I started doing is uh, I had a double stroller, so I put both my kids in the stroller, and I just started walking every morning. And um I put my earbuds in and then it was like self-care time. It turned in from something that I like had to do because I wanted to lose weight to I was like, oh, I really kind of like this. I really kind of like the feeling, the endorphins of like working out. I really enjoyed the piece yeah. of like unplugging for a little bit, just having some music. Like I'd give my kids snacks and a drink and, you know, we would like do our thing. So it became like self-care. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <clears throat> so... Whenever you started doing the self care, like what did you what what things did you do? Like changes into your like diet and stuff like that. And I I, I mean I understand it just started as walking, but I know food is like a vast huge majority of whatever it comes to like you know how much fat you keep on your body and how healthy you are. Like food is like what like eighty percent of like fitness or health or whatever. I think it's closer to like ninety. I was reading something the other day, but yeah, it's like. That's our diet plays like the number one role right. in, every, in, in everything, like in our mental health, our physical health. Exactly. So all of that was like playing a role at the same time. Like walking got me um, to a place where I was like, I like walking. 
but it's some days I felt like I had more energy and I'm like, I wish I could jog. And so I was like, well, if I want to jog, I need to lose more weight, more mass. So I'm not putting as much force on my joints and actually hurting myself. So I was like, what could I incorporate next? So I was like, you know, I always hear eat less, move more. And I know I need to eat my vegetables. So what I was going to, I decided was I was like, I'm going to fill up on veggies and the stuff that I know I should be eating mm. and still allow myself to have pizza. Mm. To like, <laughs> That's our kryptonite. You had me right yeah. <laughs> so, And like I, I started also because I felt like such a hypocrite. Like I was all about like feeding my kids like, you know, plenty of fruits and vegetables, you know, clean eating because both their parents were obese. Like the cards are stacked against mm. them at that point, you know. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure, but I was like, I'm the hypocrite. When they go to bed, we're ordering pizza and eating drumsticks. And I'm like three drumsticks a night. Like I was tearing it up. Yeah. So Sounds like, amazing. <laughs> I love drumsticks. It was. And that's why I don't need to indulge now because I did that. Like I'm fully aware. So I, it's temporary happiness. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, temporary and it was, pleasure. And it was like masking mental health issues, like yeah. dissatisfaction in my marriage and things like that. So like it all, you know, came together but it more became about like well I actually feel better when I eat vegetables instead of just like eating three quarters of a large pizza you know what I mean so mm -hmm. it became more of like oh this actually feels better like I feel like I like started listening to your body yeah and they say like oh intuitive eating well you know if you listen to your body and it's like craving fats I mean like that could be that you needed to incorporate like avocado yeah. instead of just like, like oh I need fats. more pizza yeah. right so um you know stuff like that or like I love a Wawa sandwich you know mm. stopping quick it's yummy and I would eat half of it and then I would put it away like away from myself and like keep it you know out of where I needed to eat and just know well, you had something that you liked and, you know, it's time to have like the more volume foods like fruits and veggies and stuff like that to fill up. So how much total weight have you lost? Uh, to date, it's probably like 185, maybe 190. Uh, I haven't weighed myself yeah, recently. That's so. still awesome though. Did you have, um, did you have like a mentor or, or a, like somebody that you were following, like a doctor, any kind of, what no, you just did it all, all by yourself? Not at all. Um, I'm pretty, I say like I'm like a hobbyist nutritionist because um, it's all been my own research, own research and yeah. just kind of like figuring out what works. Um, yeah. Like we were talking about food is so much of the journey as well. And um, when I figured out, you know, filling up on fruits and veggies and stuff, like I would still about 220 pounds, I still hit a plateau and I was like, what am I doing wrong? I'm eating Greek yogurt. I'm eating salads. I'm like, I need to figure this out. So then I figured out how to count my calories. And through counting calories, I realized even more that I needed to eat way more vegetables, eat more protein, because at this point I'm working out at the gym. I'm consciously making an effort to lose body fat because mm -hmm. I'd come so far anyway. I was like, yeah, let's see what I can do with this you know right like, let's see how far I can take this and like obviously I've gotten it pretty far but um, really just like self-taught on how to be full like be completely satisfied so that I'm not like craving a bunch of food that's not gonna make me feel good right so, yeah 180 pounds it's like another person yeah yes. you lost that another is, human you, you lost more me. Than me more than me I'm <laughs> yeah. 160 the last time I weighed myself a few weeks ago I was 165 so I, I think about that. I'm like, holy 
Shit. You lost a whole nother Frankie. Yeah, yeah. That old and Frankie, then, um, you yeah. lost her. So, <laughs> yeah, and and just the changes that have come with it too, like, you know, starting to practice yoga and stuff like that. Like, it's just opened up so many more things for me. Like, I think there's this misconception of, like, when you're overweight, we are inundated so much now with, like, there's no such thing as overweight. There's health at every size, you know. You can still be healthy at 300 pounds, you know, things see, like that. See, I don't that. see that stuff ever in the media. I don't but I, think I feel that like your arteries, like your blood flow and all that when you're... Yeah, when just you're, the force not, on the earth exerted yeah. onto your joints is really... Yeah. It's, I mean, like, I used to have terrible knee pain and things like that. And, like, I just I just don't have that pain anymore. Mm, and it was completely right. because my body weight was too much for my skeleton. So, right, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it's just, like, so many things started working in together. And it just kind of, like, started to work. Like, I just started, you know, counting my calories. And I figured out, okay, what should I really, what nutrition should I really be focusing on? Because working out and then starting to practice yoga, I noticed... I need my body to perform. Mm -hmm. So your body's not performing if you're eating like 100 calorie packs and like, you know, protein shakes and stuff like that. You need, you know. Yeah, you need food. Fuel. Yeah, you need yeah, actual yeah. fuel. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just self-taught in that stuff and just really listening to my body and how foods make me feel. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that we've lost a lot of that just over time and the way society set up where we don't listen to our bodies and our bodies tell us all kinds of things about, you know, like I can think about like eating pizza and like in my mind that sounds fucking great, but my stomach would be like, don't fucking do that. And it'll like literally like start like feeling bad before I even get to the pizza. The sluggish feeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll just like automatically start that, that, that cycle of, hey, don't do that shit. Mm -hmm. And then just send the signals, you know, from my organs and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I probably shouldn't eat that. Probably a bad idea. Our bodies but I want them. it, but I'm not going to eat it even though I want it because that's what self-control is all about, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So I think that's a big part of it as well, self-control. You know, you had to learn not to fucking give in to those temptations and shit. And no, because it would, it would end up making me feel bad. And I'm like, you're the one making you feel bad. At what point are you going to be like, this is enough. I need to just make better choices for me and that it was like a self-love thing like i love you self i'm gonna give you your fruits and veggies and like make sure you have energy for like chasing your kids and going to the gym and all this other shit you love to do so right so were your parents big as well yeah my family is all overweight for the okay. most part so you, the board, especially you... on my dad's side but um my ex-husband is also pretty big as well so has that caused a riff where they like look down upon you because you lost a bunch of weight because my i've heard that before super proud of me but i think i'm definitely annoying and, jealous. Uh, because my... of what you talk about like yeah. <laughs> well because like because nutrition is you know always at the forefront of my brain because now like we were talking about i'm really active i teach yoga and then i practice yoga i'll go to the gym you know I need to be on my nutrition, but it's also really important for me, for my kids to understand nutrition. And mm -hmm. because I feel like right now, it's not my job so much to control what they're eating as much as it is to give them the tools on right. how to eat. This okay. is how you create a meal. There's a protein, there's, you know, vegetable, fruit, you know what I mean? Carbohydrates, stuff like that. So it's more to me about like teaching them and guiding them and kind of giving them the boundaries but nutrition is you know a big topic in our house we love to eat so yeah, yeah. it's like we can love to eat and love to have stuff in moderation but 
So are they eating better even whenever they go to your ex-husband's house now? Does he still like? Is he still overweight? And does he still like eat terribly? And do they pick up um, any bad habits from I that? I think I think he definitely tries to do better. Um, but it's kind of like I w- I used this analogy before. I feel like when your weight is so high, there's like this monster that you're not ready to face. You're not ready to completely change your entire life because yeah. mm-hmm. that's what I did is I changed my entire lifestyle. I went from being depressed and stopping at Chick-fil-A, Checkers, and McDonald's. Oh, I love Checkers fries. Fuck yeah. Oh, oh man. The fucking fries. The Chick-fil-A nuggets, the Checkers fries, and then the McFlurry. Like you would literally go to all three fast food oh, spots yeah. just to get to your favorite. That's, oh, yeah. I, it yeah. Was, it, it, I mean, like food addiction, like binge yeah. eating, like all like there was a lot of like, um, like mental health issues that went yeah. into play and like self-medicating with food mm-hmm. and, you know, binge eating and then feeling guilty. And then um, as I've learned now, just through experience, you know, binge eating the next day, you not only feel guilty, but you've given your body all those extra calories and then it wants even more the next day. So it's, it's just been this whole like roller coaster ride of like learning about myself and learning about my body and what I need and stuff like that. So, um, I offer to meet him at the gym really early in the yeah. morning and stuff. I offer to t- send him like, you know, meal tips and stuff still like that. Still to this day, you still trying to get him on the right track? I feel like health is something that most people don't value until they don't have it anymore. Yeah. So yeah. I'm exactly. like, hey, it's too late. before you get really sick, like, you're the father of my children, I want you to have some health. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, that's just, like, the way that I'm wired, and that's the way that I am. So, you know, I want to share that. But, um, like, you can't make people do something they're not ready to do. Yeah, so. true. What about your friend's circle? Were they, like, accepting? I love that question. So, um... <laughs> My friend circle or dot, which is just me. Uh, I have a very small <laughs> friend circle. You sound like me and Pablo. Well, Pablo has a bunch. Pablo so, is a popular fucking guy. I have guy. a bunch of acquaintances. Yeah, I have like I no, cut, I cut I won't say almost that. everybody out of my life. Like I just throw I, this toxic traits in I went a lot of people. This so. transition, and this has been in like the last couple of years. Um, not really in the beginning because there wasn't really anything different that I was doing, but, um, like now I just kind of realized and I'm okay with the fact that my lifestyle looks different than most people's, but I'm fine with it because it works for me Mm -hmm. and I'm very like, I feel good. I feel like I'm functioning well. You look good. I feel good too. So I feel like I'm in such a good place, like where everyone else at is like kind of none of my business. I realized also I'm not like the person who goes out to get drinks. I don't mm-hmm. really drink. Um, I'm not the person who wants to go out to eat often because I know what I like to eat. I like to prepare my meals or I like to eat, you know, specific foods that make me feel good because, you know, I got shit It's to hard do. to count calories when you go out because, like, you well, never know how to they just fucking know, make shit. You know, you can order roasted vegetables, but are they coated in a butter spray? Yeah. You don't even know, right. you know? Yeah. And then but it's like, like if I have dairy, dairy is inflaming for me, which is something I've learned. So Dairy is inflammatory for everyone, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Nobody should ever eat dairy ever. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I have like some halal cheese in there that I'll eat with my eggs, but even that I'm just like, I shouldn't be eating this, but 
fuck, I need the fat, so I'm going to eat it anyway. But you make those choices because, you know, in other areas of your day, I mean, you're not, like you said, you need the fats. So, I mean, like, you make those choices, but, yeah, just, you know, things like that in habits. And people don't understand where I'm at, and, like, that's okay. Like, a big part of the way that I think is, like, meeting people where they're at. Like, I don't expect people to know where I'm at because not everybody's lost 185 pounds, gone through a divorce, like figured out how to, you know, do all of the things that I've done. Not everybody cracked the code. You broke the matrix. So, <laughs> yeah, you broke out the matrix. <laughs> I did. And you know, it's funny, like I don't even I, I stopped weighing myself and counting my calories like a month ago and I feel stronger than ever now. So really? like Did you do like all your like your macros so your protein, your I fat, never, and your carbo carbs I never did macros. I just did like a my fitness pal and I just tracked calories. And so what I ended up making sure that I always hit though was my protein. Like I knew I would always hit my carbs, but like the quality of foods that I was eating is like mozzarella sticks. Like I was still eating mozzarella sticks and like shit that I really didn't need to be eating when I was counting my calories. Right. But like now, like I said, I, my vegan and gluten-free diet is just inherently lower in calories, but it's super, super nourishing for my body. Like my body feels so much lighter and yeah. stronger and mm -hmm. it's just better for me than I even was when I was counting calories. So, right. Yeah. That's but yeah, awesome. my friend circle has changed and honestly, I'm really just, you know, the people I surround myself are like the people I feel fortunate enough and grateful to call my coworkers, like other instructors that I'm really close with. Like they're, you know, that's my community is like my studio and people that I'm surrounded with because we're all very like-minded. We all mm -hmm. care about our bodies. We all care about, you know, how we spend our time and things like that. We, we all are very like-minded in that. So unfortunately I'm not really close with any of my old friends, but it's something that I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. yeah you're, that's all right. Your elevation requires separation. So yeah, that, yeah. That's what we've been talking about a little bit, actually. Yeah. The transformation, you just end up completely separate and we actually had this conversation the other night so we were driving that kava or whatever and i was like we need to get some men on the show because yeah. we never have men on you know it's always women and then we came to this realization it's like men don't really a lot of men don't do this work that we've been doing yeah you know and uh you know it's we're kind of alone in this sense because a lot of it this is transformational stuff and realizing like past toxic behaviors and shit like it's that rewiring. it's rewiring really it's rewiring and, and it's getting in touch with kind of like your feminine energy a yeah, little bit yeah that's what we're talking about feminine energy and a lot of and the ego so the reason why a lot of guys don't do this type of work is because of the ego they and they're afraid of you know like letting a little bit of that ego go and stepping in into their feminine energy to heal Mm -hmm. you know and to be vulnerable that's one big thing too about all this is like healing is you have to be vulnerable yeah i teach uh trauma-informed yoga to four different populations um, i work for an organization we teach in corrections we teach in drug and alcohol rehab and detox facilities we also oh, wow. teach at-risk youth and veterans and people in the mental health community oh, i'm a veteran uh so <laughs> there's free classes online i would love to invite you but um yeah what 
what we encourage is courage and mm-hmm. through vulnerability like that's where the courage is and that's why yeah. it's so scary because it is allowing yourself to be open it's allowing you know people to see the true you and who you really are and i think that's scary for some people because like maybe they're not even sure of yeah who they are. yeah you know so like that sense of self you know it's kind of scary so. i think vulnerability vulnerability is strength yeah because when you're vulnerable, just vulnerable for life itself, being vulnerable and open to whatever comes, the strength is like knowing that whatever happens, I'm strong enough to get through it. Right. Well, and that's exactly where I'm at now. Like, you know, I'll, people are like, oh, that's so great you did it. And I'm like, yeah, but like it's taught me so much more. Like it's not just about the weight loss for me. Like now mm-hmm. yeah. I know that I can get through anything and if I can't do something it's I can't do it yet you know what I mean like I'm not there yet and like um my yoga practice takes a huge you know it's it's my life I practice a yogic lifestyle and part of it is like accepting that you're where you need to be right now Mm -hmm. and if you're in a place where you're learning lessons that's where you need to be but like you yourself are okay you're gonna figure it out and you know, you got you. Like, that's the whole right, idea yeah. behind it is, like, knowing that whatever you're up against, you know, you got this. Yeah, stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah. A lot of people are scared to do that, you know. They'll just sit and just sit there and just be in their trauma and they just don't want to even fucking face it. So they refuse to move forward. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's what I found because originally... I started doing all this stuff because of relationships, you know? Yeah. I was like, it was failed, yeah, everything, failed relationships. Yeah, everything's about relationships. Yeah, right? and I was trying to understand why they kept failing and what needed to be changed so I could have a successful one moving forward because, you know, nobody wants to fucking be alone forever. I mean, like, I'm fine with myself. I'm fine being alone, but it would be nice to have somebody else to hang out with and share life with. But I'm fine by myself. It doesn't matter. But I think that's where it started is it started trying to figure out why my relationships kept failing. And then over time, I've just become so much stronger in like literally every other aspect of my life. Like my mind has become so much stronger. I'm so much more disciplined and focused and clear headed. And like have like, I feel like I have a path and a way to move forward and know where I'm going. Where as before, I didn't, I had no fucking idea where I was going. I I never felt like I knew where I was going. But now I, I think stepping into a role of, I think it would be, me, I look at Pablo myself sort of, and I'm not trying to put, bring ego into this, but I look at this as kind of thought leaders because we take so much time to be mindful and think about things so deeply, you know, and just like all aspects of life, like I just, anything that happens, it's just, it's thought, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm thinking about it and I'm just like, okay, why did that happen? All right. And then one of the times before I would, respond you know instead of like well react instead of respond you know so like uh, going straight to an emotional place where you know i fly off the handle or if i lose control of things you know throw a temper tantrum or whatever the fuck it was you know there was all kinds of human responses yeah. yeah 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 but now it's all about the conscious response and the conscious thought and just like trying to look at situations in different lights and different angles just to try to figure things out a little bit more clearer than uh you know i ever have in my past you know it was never like that like we talked about this the other day is that i grew up getting whatever the fuck i wanted like i grew up spoiled spoiled as fuck 
So and it caused so much problems as an adult because whenever I didn't get what the fuck I wanted, I would act like a fucking child. That's you know what I'm saying? And the inner child would fucking come out. And then I had to realize like, I don't I'm not supposed to get whatever the fuck I want. I'm supposed to get what I need. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have, you have to parent that inner child though. Mm-hmm. Like now that's your responsibility. But right. I think it's so interesting to be able to look back and think about like that behavior is reactive. Mm -hmm. And then now I feel like now I'm seeing things because things will happen. And then I can like, I'm allowed, I allow myself to take a step back and take it in before I react, before I, you know what I mean? Like to really process it and Mm -hmm. make a conscious decision on like what my reaction is going to be. Like it's not going to be anger because like that's not really productive and it uses a lot of my energy. You know, your body heats Mm -hmm. up, you have physical responses to emotions and like that's a trauma on the body if you're constantly like losing your shit, you know? Right, And like I started to notice that about myself is like with my anxiety and things like that, I'm like, I need to fucking really start to process stuff before I let my energy, because like that's what it is, is you're wasting your energy on things that don't serve you. And right, then yeah. when it's you're able to look back, you're like, oh, damn, you know, you can really start to see, you know, that's where the growth is, is like mm-hmm. having that moment where you're like not reactive and you're like, okay, well, I'm obviously being taught something here, so I need to approach this in a different way, you know, and just have that like minute where you can, you know, think about it and be conscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Conscious thought. Mm-hmm. Being aware. Being aware. But we were talking about, um, you were talking about the, you know, relationship started, the, the healing. Uh-huh. And I, it, for me, it was the relationship with myself. That's what, what started it. I think, I mean, I think that's what it is for everyone. It's we have a, we have a, a bad relationship with ourselves. So we let everybody else treat us like shit. Or we accept whatever, you know, people give us because we want whatever it is. Like, we we're, we don't love ourselves enough. And I right, think that's what yeah. it was for me. It's like, man, I was getting the fucking dipshit sick. <laughs> like, so that's um, really it. What are you willing Zantan, to accept like, for yourself? Exactly. Like, the shit like, you are willing to accept. Yeah. And now it's crazy to look back and be like, that was cool with me when? Like, yeah, yeah. You know it's what I mean? Crazy. And now you're like, like, I want What the fuck? So I put up with that myself. bullshit? What the yeah. fuck was I thinking? Yeah. I love myself way more. I would never fucking... Uh, you know, it is hard, though, to walk away, whether it's friends or family, to, to walk away from that shit. You know, when you... When you deserve more, like I talk about this a lot too, we don't get what we deserve, we get what we negotiate. Because we all deserve love, we all deserve the best, we all deserve like everything in this universe. Yeah. But we don't get it because we don't negotiate it. Because we let shit slide, we let shit go, or we let people walk all over us. Like that's yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's it's healthy a, boundaries it's right a there. Process you know? though, it takes. <laughs> it does take strength too. And setting boundaries is, you know, it's good for us, but it's also really difficult. But because it's difficult, it doesn't mean we don't need to do it. Like for me, and like again my yogic lifestyle um when i'm faced with like a challenge or like you know if a posture or something is challenging that means i need to practice it more that Mm -hmm. means i need to lean into that shit if i'm getting uncomfortable i need to like do some digging and like really work on that area instead of being like no no that's hard i'm not going to attempt it it's like no i really need to sit in this shit for a little bit longer to figure out you know 
where, like, why am I still being, you know, presented this situation and things like that? Just, like, really leaning into the shit that makes me uncomfortable, so. Yeah, yeah the yeah. human condition is running away from pain and running towards yeah. pleasure. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people don't elevate because they get uncomfortable and they're like, I don't want And then they would rather have temporary pleasures or, like, you know, like, In quick pleasures, pleasures in, yeah. instead of... You know, going through the work and doing the things that are necessary for the, the the end goal that they actually want, you know, or whatever they're trying to manifest if they see themselves doing this or that. But, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I could fucking get super built and like be ripped, but then I could eat this cupcake and it's going to yeah. make me feel good right now. So well, like, we're talking about with relationships, like, you know, I think I mean, I can speak for myself, but I think that almost everyone's been in a relationship at some point or another where you like know this person's not forever but then you're like it's cool for right now yeah. Yeah. we're chilling yeah. you know what I mean yeah. and, like, yeah, exactly yeah. 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 oh man yeah. you guys can see Pablo's face right now <laughs> Pablo that's okay Pablo lean into it yeah. it's uncomfortable lean in <laughs> Now we're supposed to lean into it. Now you're being a, oh, you're uncomfortable. You Can you see my face is turning? Get on in there. But yeah, so, you're yeah, so let's before, lean into this a little bit more. All this put together, like like your diet, you know, your change in diet and things like that. I, the diets don't work. Right, lifestyle. It's yeah, a lifestyle. It's a whole lifestyle life. change. You have to change your life, and it's like. <clears throat> It's kind of scary when you're like, you have to change your life. And it's like, well, what does that really mean? And I tell people like my journey started with walking and then eating more vegetables. That's what my journey looks like. That's what my story looks like. Everybody's story can be different. If you love dancing, you know, like maybe you dance for 30 minutes in your room instead of going for a walk or whatever. Like, you know, maybe it means eating, you know, fruit or whatever is maybe your style and what you like to eat looks different than mine and like that's okay too you know like it's just being willing to know that it's going to look different and mm-hmm. like yes that's scary but it's not always bad because like you know you may discover that there are vegetables that you like you've just had them prepared really shittily like right you know what i mean like, like whenever we were kids i hate brussels sprouts i now love I'm brussels sprouts love them now. sign me up all the brussels sprouts yeah, like we... roast those fuckers and Yo, serve them up like, walmart has some breaded fried brussels sprouts in the frozen section that i bought oh my gosh yeah, breaded fried, breaded fried that's, Brussels sprouts. I would never so eat bad, that. So bad, but it's so good. Like, it comes with this balsamic glaze that you. Oh, oh no, no, oh, no. just cut them in half. Just the balsamic glaze on the Brussels yeah. sprouts. Like I would, yeah, I would mess that. I'm up. good with just a little bit of garlic, a little salt, and some but, olive oil. And that's cut like, in half, and then in the pan. That's 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 magical, perfect Brussels sprouts for me. But but so, then like enjoying, like you were saying, tasting vegetables and like enjoying the flavor, like food is actually really good the food that they sell in the grocery stores is like chemically designed yeah. to make you addicted to it like right you the process stuff the amount of sodium in oreos just to make you so addicted because there's so, that perfect balance of salty and sweet it's insane if i eat oreos i'm swollen the next day from the amount of mm. sodium because i'm not yeah, used yeah. to eating it but it's like when you really break it down like so much of our food and so much of what 
is sold to us and you know they purchase the real estate at eye level on the shelves from the grocery stores like oh yeah brands i know pay yeah. for that <laughs> and then they like you know have people chemically engineering you know the sweet to salty ratio to get people that dopamine rush and like stuff like that like they put it's the, designed the stuff for the addictive. kids down below yeah. just so, so the kids course, see it you know the produce section is like less exciting but like really and truly when you unwire and undo that crap like you know, I've, I've tried to eat, like, food that I really enjoyed before. Like, okay, Swiss cake rolls. Fucking love some of those. I love like, those growing up, for sure. Yeah, because my now, family, like, if they all yeah. ate that crap all the time when yeah. I was growing up, you know? But now, when I eat them, I'm like, this is, like, a really weird waxy texture on the outside. Like, I'm just not <laughs> used to it. And then I have this, like, sugar spike and then the crash. I'm like, no, fuck it. I don't want to mess with it. Yeah. But, like, it's just really different when you, like you essentially really have to like detox from mm. so much processed food and things like that when you go to eat real food. And I think that that's, it's hard to break up with food for some people because mm. they've used it, you know, that's like a yeah, friend. It's, it's, the, crutch. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the, crutch. the crutch. It's, you know, it's the, the food is there for them during breakups and, you know, losses of family or bad days or, mm. you know, anything. So it's like, that's hard. Yeah. People, what was that quote that you said about bad days? Did you have a bad day or did you have five minutes where yeah, you that were you carried that shit all the day? <laughs> right. You yeah. had five minutes and you carried that shit all the rest of the day with you. you yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I can see that being a huge problem for people, too. So, um, so you just do yoga or you go to the gym, too, right? I go to the gym and I practice yoga. I go to a heated studio and um, we practice power yoga, which is like based off of like a Baptiste style like sequence. So lots of vinyasas. It's like it's a lot of body weight basically, and then infrared heat. It's oh, there's wow. puddles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. But that sounds um, pretty it's, awesome. Like it's that. actually it's amazing. It's a moving meditation basically. So yeah. what yoga is is like we move through the asanas to unlock and prepare for meditation. So um, I went to a class two and a half years ago and I came home and I was like, I got to do that all the time. Like yeah. it was amazing. It's like with my mental health, like it helps my anxiety. It helps me like it's grounding. Um, recently gone through like life change of like moving back in with my family and stuff like that. And like my practice was there for me. I went there to do my practice and just kind of like have that steadiness for myself and, so what got you into teaching yoga, though? So the thing about yoga is it's like this delicious, amazing cake that's good for everybody. And then you want everyone to try it. Yeah, so in order yeah. to do that, I had to go through teacher training. So I have a 200-hour certification to teach. And so um, I teach at a studio, and then I teach uh, with an organization called Yoga for Change. And, um, yeah, we do all that trauma-informed yoga in the facilities and online and things like that. So. That's awesome. What did you do before that you did that? Uh, I just was on my hustle with Instacart. I was just shopping for groceries and delivering them and doing gig work for three years around oh, my kid's schedule. Yeah. yeah. So hmm, That's pretty interesting. Instacart, yeah. huh? Mm -hmm. You try to stay away from food and then you're like putting all this crap in it. You know what? That helped. I will say that it helped because... Um, it really built up my resistance to like the bakery section because I love sweets and I would like, some days I would buy sweets and I'd be like, fuck, I feel like shit. I should not have eaten that. Like, and I like learned, I like learned through doing that too. And also you get to see other people's diets as well. And when you see so many people buying like regular soda and tons of Doritos and like 
so much food that makes you feel bad. Like you don't really want it at the end of the day. You're like, shit, I can't wait to like roast some broccoli and like, you know, make some food, like real food, you know, when I get home. Was the majority of like the food that you bought whenever you were doing Instacart, was it all like trash? Like dude, does people mostly just eat trash? Like So geographically speaking, different areas um, of socioeconomic status eat differently. So different areas that I shop in, I've noticed eat different diets Mm -hmm. so um it's kind of interesting like i will do an order that's you know eight cases of soda monster and then like melatonin (laughs) (laughs) i wonder why i can't go to sleep (laughs) it's all you know like frozen high sodium processed stuff and like that's the kind of thing where i'm just like these people really just genuinely don't know how to nourish their bodies and like that kind of I'm very sorry. I think we need that in school. And that yeah, we do need that in school. Nutrition, like, absolutely. Nutrition, like, yeah. They don't teach anything worth knowing in school, I've noticed. No, man. So it doesn't seem that way. That's why it's so important to me at home because, you know, I want my kids to know that, like, yes, I, you know, I feed you a certain way and this is, you know, the way that we eat at home because I know there's going to be, like, candy at class parties and I know there's going to be pizza and I know there's going to be this and that. I can't control the choices that you make outside of here, but I can give you, like, a good foundation and then let you choose. Why are all so. the choices, like, and all the things that they buy, whatever it comes, it's all crap. Like, even in, a, like, the hospital, like, because I work at the hospital, mm-hmm. and I don't really want to say this out loud, but, <laughs> but uh, their food is trash, too. Like, I don't know who's doing, like, the nutrition planning for these hospitals, but the they're, Illuminati. F- they're fucking feeding these patients straight garbage, like, well, constantly. Like, it's all bad. Of- I think there's a lot of politics involved in food. Like I could go on totally. and on about the dairy industry and how it's, you know, GMOs pushed to people and all that, and all that yeah. stuff. Like milk is so high in sugar. Yeah. Like it's highly addictive. And, you know, I can speak to that. My daughter was, she, I used to give her cow's milk before I really learned, you know, more about it. And she was really, she loved it. And I couldn't figure out, I'm like, why is she really loving cow's milk? It's so high in sugar. It's highly addictive. It's the fats, it's the sugar, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And it's like, Nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about these companies that are profiting off of everybody's lack of health. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this was a while back, and don't quote me because I don't know the exact, but I think there was um, one of the big head guys from Monsanto ended up becoming um, some chief for something FDA, for the FDA. Right? Yeah. yeah. So now he's passing that. all these freaking laws, you know, with GMOs. I think GMOs is, has its place. You know, they, they're mass producing stuff because of the population and other stuff, but it just became, it became too much, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, yeah, I try to get as much organic stuff as I can. I can't always do that. There's times yeah. where I can't, but I try to do as much as I can. And like, you know, where I'm saying right now, I don't have a bunch of land to, to grow stuff on. So I have doing what I can with this food, like, on this little balcony that I have. Yeah. It's awesome, though. Hey, you know what? If you guys wanted to make a garden here, I'm totally down. I had gardens before, so I need to get back into it. It's a lot of work, but it's so worth it. I have a friend that has an edible yard. Yeah. um, Permaculture? Yeah. Yeah. Really into that. There's there's some pretty... There's some really good information out there about permaculture and edible yards and all that stuff. She got a lot of pigeon peas, so... Yeah, <laughs> I'm not eating as much. They make like beans and peas and stuff like that because there's so much carbs in them. But I do love them. I love them. It just I'm trying to lose. 
this body fat. <laughs> so, you know, uh, speaking, speaking, we're on the topic of um, this, you know, diet and eating healthy and things like that. Like, we talk a lot, me and David talk a lot about um, carb intake, you know, trying to lose weight or trying to tone up. Um, and I'm thinking, I don't want to live this life where I'm in this military type structure of eating. Like, I don't want to be unhappy trying yeah. to make my body look good when I'm unhappy. But there's a balance. Like, I don't want it. I don't want food to make me happy. Like, I want to use it as fuel, fucking but I don't want to use Yeah, right? It is <laughs> yeah. a fucking paradox. So, I, yeah, and this is something that I, I think about because, um, you know, occasionally you get invited to, like, go out for drinks and dinner and stuff like that. And... My thing is I'm a planner. I have to plan and um, I plan like a nerd my nutrition. I had a like social function. Like when I go out with friends, I want to enjoy that experience and I'm going to. Like I'm going to probably eat something that has cheese on it. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to have inflammation from it. I know that I'm going to have inflammation from it, but that whole day I eat foods that are going to like support me. Like maybe if I know I'm not going to eat as much protein because it's like an Italian restaurant and I fucking love pasta. So like maybe I'll do that. Um, So I really just kind of like plan around, but I'm, I don't like, I don't go off the rails when I'm with friends, but like I allow myself to enjoy that, but at the same time, I'm not like, oh, the whole day's blown, I'm just gonna go fuck it up and eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's, you know what I mean? Like, you really have to have, like, the consciousness of the next morning of, like, that was so much fun, and I really enjoyed, like, my socialization with friends, we made a lot of great memories, and that was a great time, and, like, what an experience, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have my usual shit today, and stay on track, and so... It's really just like a conscious awareness and like, you know, you don't always have time to like meal prep. You don't even know like, hey, we're going to go out for, you know, wings or whatever. Do you want to go? You like maybe didn't plan that day, but you know, you can still go out and enjoy and then just... Just eat the cauliflower. Get right back to it. No, that's not care, no. You don't have to torture yourself. Because then you're still going to be thinking about the wings. You're going to be eating fried sadness. Fried sadness. You don't like cauliflower? I do, but it's like fried sadness. Just eat the wings. Yeah, but you know, you, you know where the scale is and that's the thing too is like I try to speak about a sustainable eating lifestyle because that's really what you're doing you're figuring out how you know you're going to take care of yourself and feed yourself and you know fit all this social events in and like you know I want to lose body fat it's not like my biggest thing was like don't deprive yourself mm-hmm. because that's going to be so triggering for you and you know like yeah cauliflower is like better but like what if you just like ate really well, had the wings, and then, you know, got back on the it, it really doesn't make a huge right. difference. You just in don't, the long don't run. fall off the wagon. But completely. when people do <clears throat> when people do strict diets like keto or, you know, things like that, it's like, oh, they really miss X, Y, and Z. And so on their cheat days, they go and eat X, Y, and Z. They re-eat all the calories they just put themselves in a deficit for for that week. Mm-hmm. And they're like I don't know why I'm not losing any weight. I only have one cheat day. Well, you ate like 4,000 calories. <laughs> and that's the problem. Like, the numbers yeah. have been attacked like, right now. And like, ah, I, feel- pizza. <laughs> I ate a whole pizza the other day by myself. I was just like, ah, I'm going to eat this because it, I want it. So yeah. it's fine, whatever. 
I mean, but like that's the thing. Like you make your bargains with yourself, and like the yeah. only person you have to answer to is yourself. And like mm-hmm. if you're cool with it, like you you can afford to eat the pizza. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, you put the you have the energy expenditure and everything else. Like you're using that energy at some point. Oh yeah, so for sure. It's, it's, <clears throat> you know what I mean? And like I've spoken about that before. Like I could eat a whole pack of Oreos. I just feel like shit, and that's why I don't. Because like mm. you wouldn't see it on I my call body. It doing anymore. a line. I'm about to do a line. <laughs> a line of Oreos. <laughs> They're so addictive. They are. I'm like, I'm like a crackhead if I have like too much sugar. That's why, like, I watch my sugar intake because it's so addictive. Like, I'm a total sugar addict if mm, I have it, and I'll, yeah. I'll know. Like, I know in chocolate my brain. Chocolate for me. I'm just like, yeah. just give me the chocolate. I will eat all of the chocolate, every piece. I think what helps me, what helps me a lot is because I do plant medicine ceremonies once a month. So my diet, when doing ayahuasca, I get to go on the ayahuasca diet, which is no sugar, no processed foods, no. Um, red meat, which I don't eat meat, but um, no, no fried foods, no chocolate, um, a bunch of stuff. There's like there's a there's a ton of stuff. Are you allowed to have like spicy foods? No and spicy stuff like that? foods. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, okay. no. yeah. I've, I've and that would be the hardest part for me. More for the purge. It's everything. gonna fuck your stomach yeah. up, and when you purge, it's just gonna you're you're already tearing your stomach up already. With yeah, that's what I that's what I that's what I heard. But that helps me out a lot. Like you know, having to do the the pre diet. Before ceremony, so the hot food is good for burning fat, you know. That, so then there's this whole other, it's a paradox again. Yeah, yeah. Everything's as above, so below. I mean, you know, you can't fucking win. <laughs> Either you look at it as like you're always winning, or you can't fucking win. Mm-hmm. So let's just, I'm, we're always winning. So yeah. <laughs> I think I think though, like the calories in, calories out gets a bad rap, but really, like that's just thermogenics and. Yeah, no. Energy expenditure and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think, you know, like you're drastically reducing your calories, but you're also like deprogramming any of like that, those like little addictive foods that you might have. Yeah, you you can eat the pizza and just go for a fucking run afterwards. So, did you you do a lot of cardio (laughs) at at the gym or like weight training or what is your. Uh, I really just lift at the gym. I am really. (laughs) I have a triathlon thing that I'm. I'm taking part in next month, but um, my cardio honestly is like pretty trash. It was great during COVID, but um, yeah, I I have not been doing as much cardio. Cardio is um, not really that fun for anybody, is no. it? So <laughs> one thing that I realized is I love cycling. So like, I guess I cycling burns a shit ton of calories. It just does, um, and it's a low impact, but it's a lot of fun. And like, I just really love being outside. Like that's my piece is like I love being in nature and like I know people say that and they really don't but like I don't care if I'm sweating I'm not that kind of person but um I love being outside and like I love cycling and my thing is I'm not a fast runner so animals can catch me so I cycle because I'm like a little faster and less easy to eat (laughs) what are we worried about eating us bears and shit or alligators I guess fucking dinosaurs or something that's running after you <laughs> yeah, I was telling David, fucking but, scary birds. But like, yeah, I I, I do cardio. But what I'll do is like I'll go to like um my schedule now that my kids are back in school is um drop them off and then uh, I head to a nine fifteen seventy five minute power yoga class, um and then I head to the gym and lift for about an hour and then I go home. But um. I really like to lift. I really like to feel strong. Like my whole journey, like you'll see on my social media 
I, I see London, I see Francis, is uh, <laughs> you'll see that I hashtag strong, not skinny. Because for mm. me, it was never about being skinny. It's like for the longevity. Like I want to be healthy for the long haul. I want to mm. be healthy because I don't want to be sick. I don't ever yeah. want to be the person that like, you know, can't tie their shoes and stuff like that. And I know I'm going to get a lot of shit, but the term fat phobic is like a phobia of fat and being obese and like I'm terrified to be obese again right um I'm terrified of how bad I felt and I didn't even think I felt bad that's the crazy thing is not yeah. feeling like you feel bad and being like I'm pretty healthy for a fat girl you know like that for me I was like looking back I'm like I was not fucking healthy there was like <laughs> not fucking anything healthy about you know or you how talked yourself felt. into like, it right it's, it was bargaining <clears throat> and negotiations and like you know now i can walk up to the third flight uh, or the third floor and i'm not like panting and gasping for air like mm -hmm. now i'm like whew, that was a little much and then i can keep walking whereas before i'd have to like stop really breathe you know catch my breath like that's and that's not a good quality of life like it's right it's very difficult and now looking back you know it's kind of crazy like if you go on like a long run you'll look back and be like oh shit i've come so far and it's that kind of feeling where i'm like oh my god like my body used to feel like that and i was fine with it you know like mm -hmm. what but i didn't know what anything else felt like so like i was athletic when i was younger but it wasn't something where i was like oh i miss my like super athletic youth you know what i mean so it was it was more and now it's like oh my gosh, that doesn't actually really feel good. It's like we talk ourselves into it. Right, yeah. It's crazy, especially like having kids and stuff like that. I'm sure that your kids have gotten a huge benefit out of you not being morbidly obese anymore. <laughs> it's hard for me to say that because it sounds energy. mean. I wish my, my kids like wish I would just want to stay home and chill because like on the weekends I'm like, do you guys want to go to the springs? Let's go look at the manatees. Do you want to go do this? Let's go ride go-karts. And sometimes they're just like, mom, we just want to chill. And like, that's cool. We definitely dad's weekend is the weekend where they're going to like watch movies and just like hang out and stuff like that. And you know, do all that stuff but um yeah it's my daughter actually said something uh to me it was I don't know if it was that long ago I have like the memory of a goldfish so um she told me she's like mommy sometimes when you come in my room in the middle of the night I think you're a stranger because you're not <laughs> fat anymore <laughs> <laughs> I about fell out of my ch I was just like, oh my gosh, because she was being honest. She yeah. was like, kids are very honest. Kids are like the most honest. Yeah. Kids yeah. will call you out of your shit all day long. It's oh, absolutely. <laughs> and my kids, where I mean, my kids have an environment where I'm like, you know, my son will be like, mom, I feel like you're being a little bit harsh. And sometimes I'll be like, you know what? I think you're right. I'm really sorry I reacted that way. Like, I have a good respect thing going on with my kids. So they'll definitely, you know, call me on some shit. But. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that was just something where I was like, wow. And it was just amazing to me. And then the other day we were riding bikes and she recently sized up to her brother's size bike because she's six. So she's not quite, you know, nine year old ready for BMX, but she's not on the toddler bike anymore. So right. I was like, ride your brother's bike. You got this. And it was hard. And she started pedaling and it was a bit heavy for her and I saw her struggling, but I know she's a little baddie, like she's got this. Mm -hmm. So I know she's strong and she figured it out. She was like, yeah, mommy, I got this. She's like, 
I didn't think I could. I just had to believe in myself. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> there it is. That's what all of this is for. Yes. Like, my baby believes in herself. That's yes. all it is. You know what I mean? Like, that was just like life made. Like, I was like, you cracked the code, kid. Like, yeah. she figured it out. But like, that's. It's programming their subconscious early on so that they have that will to go forward yeah. and, you know, feel like they can achieve as they get older. Yeah, you know? and, like, That's just because something's difficult right just means you need to try. And, mm -hmm. like, you know, if it's not working one way, try it from a different angle, you know, or just keep trying or, you know. There's, like, a lot of shit in yoga that I can't do because I'm not strong enough. So, like, I lift to support my practice and, like, now I'm doing more arm balances and stuff like that, like stuff's attainable. You have to believe in yourself and you have to like, know, you know, be confident in you that like, yeah, I can do it because the only thing that's stopping you is your own brain mm -hmm. saying like, no, no, I don't think yeah. you can, you know, and you have to just be like, Shh, and do it. That's, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> Uh, we're running very short on time. <laughs> no, no, no. We love it. We always have these. Are we have very long? I don't know. Have you listened to our podcasts at all? I have not yet. <laughs> I think every person that's been on has not listened to. Our and then they're like, hey, "But we will now." Yeah, we will now. Like, I can't make any guarantees. I'm gonna. We'll be, be able to check back. through Anchor. How many people are listening to it? I, I don't care. I'm definitely you know gonna saying? promote like, it though because, like, I've done I've done one other before, but I think that it's super important for people to like hear that, like your story doesn't have to look like somebody else's. Like no. your story yeah. doesn't have to look like mine. You don't have to yeah, go through walks. have our own path. You don't have to do that. You can do it a completely different way. And like, maybe you decide to just go out and burn it up and do like, you become a cyclist and you're cycling and burning 600 calories a day and eating the exact same. That works too. You know, mm -hmm. it's just, it's just a matter of, you know, what you want it to look like for you and what you think is sustainable long-term for like, the longevity of the life and having the willpower to temporary. step out of your comfort zone and into you know step in lean into fear yeah because how many times <clears> do <throat> you go to the gym when you don't feel like it every fucking time yes <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes but I mostly feel like it but like there's definitely like there's lots of days, days where it's like, like I gotta do this alright let's go let's fucking get it's it. leg day when it's leg day I'm like fuck man it's fucking leg day he tricks me though he's like oh well like I'll show up man. and be like we're doing legs today I'm like what? I oh, thought yeah, it was fucking shoulders. Double, I gotta double up on legs. I'm not gonna fuck. I have a chicken leg phobia. That's my phobia. I don't want to. I don't want to be the guy who's. Well, we're looking. Up top we're looking to see if you skip. So. Oh no! I'm actually. I'm, I'm trying to double up. Is what I am. Like I, I, I did it a while back, and now I'm trying to implement it again. But I'm trying to do leg day like every other workout. You know. Or put in at least two, two leg that days. Shit, that sounds intense. Yeah, man. Because I'm telling you, I'm not not gonna be that guy. No, I won't be that guy either. Yeah. I'm a big, beautiful size. <laughs> <laughs> Today was leg day. Basket. He wants to be thick with two C's. She did. Oh, Lord. So tell everybody where they can find you at. You obviously do some I'm amazing on the gram. things. I'm on the gram uh, at IC London, IC Francis. And then um, I've got some, I've got a link to the studio that I teach at if you'd like to come check out a class, which I think everybody should 
have some sort of yoga practice. Um, and then I also have a link to the other organization that I work for on there if you want to check that out. And we do have um, free online classes for veterans and stuff. So I'll hook you up with the link for that. But Awesome. Yeah, awesome. it's great cool. to be on. Thank you guys yeah, so much. Yeah, thank you for, so much for uh, occupying this space with us today. Yeah. You got anything else going on, Pablo? No, that was a, um, I was... You're quiet. I was quiet because I was listening like I this know. time. I had a lot... I think I was taking in all that information. Usually right? you're just like... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I only talked about plant medicine once. I know. You, Woo, did, you did bring it up once. <laughs> once. That's what I'm saying. Like once. Oh, you only yeah. talked about it. I only okay, talked yeah, about yeah, it yeah. once. That's yeah, good. I'm proud that of myself. That's fucking... Yeah. Moving forward, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone, not talking about plant medicine. I mean, we do. I mean, it's it's okay because. But we were we're talking about diets and my and a big part of my plant. Well, food is medicine. That's another. That's a huge thing for me too. Is food Mm -hmm. is medicine. You know, a lot of times, like you wake up with a bad stomach, and like our childhood memory is like chicken soup and crackers. Well, that shit makes me sick. So I'm still staying on. Maybe I'll have some kombucha for probiotics, but you know, I'm healing myself with nourishing foods to mm-hmm. boost. So Hell plant medicine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Plants. You gotta figure out a way to get you some some more energy. You're not uh, sleep taking a nap during the day. Sleep. Yeah, you need sleep. Need more sleep. Maybe you're doing too much plant medicine. Did you ever think of that? Mm-hmm. Maybe you should smoke weed. Oh, <laughs> yeah, people make me lazy as fuck. No, I'm just at night, whenever, at night, whenever no. you want to go to sleep, yeah. smoke a little bit of weed. Just pass out. Rape. 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 Rape grounded the shit out of me. Whenever we did it the other night, like, I laid down and it started running in the back. I almost had to puke just like uh, Adi. It that was bad. Rape that like, I got was is from Kuni uh, Well, actually, not the Kuni It's Brazilian, but I'm not sure what tribe. But whatever it is, that one's probably that the strongest strong. one I've had in like two years. That shit so. is strong, bro. I felt yeah. it. I was like, oh, God, what did you do? Why did I like this? We should just start giving Rafa out after the end of everybody's podcast, you know? I think I'm all good. I think I'm all good. <laughs> I will enjoy Rafa's my cannabis <laughs> generously. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm bigger on cannabis too, so, you know. Uh, but too. anyways. I'm a huge advocate. Yeah. Huge advocate. Love plant medicine. I love you, Pablo. I love you, Frankie. Thank you guys so much Thank for being here. Thank you so here. much, guys. So much love. Hope you guys have a great night. And remember, the world needs the real you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have the Instagram anymore. You fucking it doesn't asshole. matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it, was just just a good, yeah. it was a good Instagram name, so whatever. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs>